to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's episode is brought to you by the Robot VoiceOver Academy. Robot VoiceOver Academy. If you're a robot, you like doing voiceovers and going to academies, boy, do we have a place for you. The Robot VoiceOver Academy. The name speaks for itself. I am not a robot. I just play one on a podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm KJ, and in this episode, we talk about oh, we talk about mowing the grass or, or cutting the lawn or lawning the grass. Uh, I don't know. And then we talk about gophers, ground squirrels, and chipmunks. Oh my! And that's just in the week in review. And then we'll get trivial. Later, find out if we have a guest when we play. Do we have a guest? And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and an Amazon review type situation sort of thing. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what's up this week? <laughs> good is up this week. Oh, good. Yeah, I made... Yeah, well, then we can just wrap it up then. If good is up, then we really don't have anything to talk about because most of what we do is complain about stuff, right? Personal problems, real thoughts. Yeah, well, I could Recommendations, tell. which is basically just us complaining about stuff that we kind of sort of like um, and how it could be better. Uh, <laughs> we can review is us retelling stories and then, you know, complaining about it, so... Well, I could do I could do the a reason why good is down. See, I knew it. I knew it was in there somewhere. But I have to tell you how good is up first. Sure. Give me the good news and then the bad That's news. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, I made a like a game-changing discovery this week. This ain't no game. <laughs> life-changing, life-changing. How about that? There we go. Even better. So, we have a John Deere riding mower. I, really? I think we bought it. A, well, well, well. <laughs> now we see who's fancy. Yeah. Well, Those we bought it when we moved. Super nice. Well, it's, it's you know, lower end. It's not, it's like uh, entry level. <laughs> Wait a minute. Entry level. That's like saying I bought the entry level Cadillac. I mean, <laughs> come on. For real. Those are nice. They are. They're very nice. And um, so we, we bought it about two to three whenever we moved into this house with the land that mm-hmm. we have so because i ain't push mowing six acres um, oh no so i would have bought some goats well we could use some goats out in that pasture but that's a whole different good is up or good is down um so anyway i think this is the third season that i've used used the mower and this week i mowed the lawn and it's the second time already i've had to mow the lawn and I finally figured out that I have a cruise control on this John Deere tractor. Wait a minute. And I, I don't know how I lived before this. I don't know how I didn't know you were so fancy <laughs> and well-to-do. Well, I don't like you to brag. six acres and a mower, John Deere mower with cruise control? Yes. Well, well, well. Yes, I do. Yes, I that's do. That's nice. Although we only mow about two acres, but I'm still not no, push mowing still. two acres. Oh, no. that's that's. I had a one-acre yard growing up as a kid, um, one-acre backyard that I had to mow, and it was miserable. It's. I, I really think it's why I hate 
um, working in the yard now. Mm-hmm. I do it because yeah, I have to now. But when I was like 11, 12, 13, um, that was one of my chores at home was to mow the backyard. And for a while, it was a riding mower. And then the riding mower didn't work anymore. And it was a push mower. And it sucked. And it was only an acre. So there's no way I, I would. Yeah, you're totally right to not push yeah. mow acres. When you ever you have, you have acreage. I want to go out to the back 40. <laughs> I don't have that many. The acres. back six. <laughs> the back. Yeah, about the back four, probably. Yeah, there you go. Back four. You're, you know, so you're, you're getting there. I am. You're moving there. on up. Yeah, yes. But the, this cruise control. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. And you don't. So I'd been a, I, I knew I had it, but I never knew. I guess I never knew how to use it. And then I, I stumbled upon it. I am super confused. Okay. Every riding mower I've ever seen in my life has gears that determine the speed. Yes. So once you press the pedal, it will lock in place. Even the cheapest like snapper low-end riding mowers that I had, because that was another thing. Another reason I think I hate you know yard work now is because when I was... 11, 12, 13, not only did I have to push mow it sometimes, and sometimes ride and mow once we got another one, um, my yard, I mean my parents' yard, uh-huh. I, they would take me to different places and like we would go to like a church, you know, that we had this church that we mowed the grass for and then we had this other like little building, like business area that we mowed for that, you know, on every, I spent like two hours every Saturday mowing yards in the summer and my dad was like, yeah, we're going to pay, you know, they're paying us. I'm taking this money and putting it in the bank. I never saw that money. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I never saw that money. And rightfully so, because, I mean, I get, you know, free room and board in, right. at my house. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so it's not like. No wonder you don't it, like mowing the lawn. No, but it was like I was expecting that money. And mm-hmm. I was like, it ended up being hundreds of dollars after like a year or two. Yeah. I ma- mean, like, which is a lot of money in like the 80s to Absolutely. a 12 year old. So did you end up, did it end up going to your college fund? No, they just bought me whatever I wanted, oh, so well, it didn't go. matter. But it was still this factor of, I wish they would have just get, it was still like this, they took my money. I did that yeah. work for nothing. Yes. I hate yard work. <laughs> and so it was almost like a psychological thing where they spent way more money on me, stuff that I wanted, like video games and junk, and certainly college, and they bought me a car at one point. So it's not like, I mean, it was a used car, but it was a car. It's not like they didn't give me way more exponentially more than that amount of money I earned, but it was like, I earned that money. It's the I want principle. to spend that money. I want to hold that in my hand. I want, I want to go to the bank and cash that account out and hold that cash in my hand. Mm-hmm. And it never happened. And so I've always, I'll never forget that. And so what I, so what I try to do with my kids is like, if they want something, I'll say, okay, we're going to give you the money and then you're going to go to the store and you're going to see how much it costs and we're going to spend it. And then you're going to get, hand us the money like from your bank. And that's, when you're out of money, you're out of money. You could spend it. You could spend two hundred dollars at the Lego store if that's what you have for mm-hmm. your birthday. If mm-hmm. you've collected that over the past year from you know gifts and Christmas presents and people giving you stuff for your birthday, that's fine. But that's it. Yeah. There won't be any more presents until you know Christmas. Well, that's kind of how real life is. <laughs> yeah. Once you're an so, adult, right? Yeah, and so it's kind of. I mean, and my parents were awesome with teaching me about money, but. It's just that one thing always stuck out to me of where I wish that I'd have had, I could have, because I mean, I probably would have blown, you know, $600 in a weekend. Yes. And they probably knew that. Hookers and blow, of course, at 12. (laughs) But it's, it's this, it's the principle of it. You're correct. So, but anyway, get back to the point. 
I thought all riding mowers had cruise control because you put it in the gear. Like if it has three speeds, like first is slow, second is like a little bit faster, and third is the fastest it'll go. And then when you press the, there's no like pedal like tension. There's no, it's no analog control of the pedal. It's either you're pressing it down and you're going or you're letting it up and you're stopping. But when you press the pedal down, you can press it and like press it a little bit harder to kind of like lock it in. So it's locked in at that speed. So I'm, I don't understand cruise control on a mower. Maybe I'm just not fancy enough to have had a John Deere riding mower. Well, maybe. How does it work? Maybe that is the right. Okay. So first of all, this is my first riding mower. Okay. And so the way. Well, speaking of, you know, going right out the gate. (laughs) We started at the top and now we're here. (laughs) Yeah. So you push down on the gas pedal. But and and like you said, you can push if you the hardest if you floor it, it's going to go fast. If you barely touch, it's going to go slow. That's easy. Oh, so you do it? Okay, that's not what I'm used yes, to. Yes, I have a gas pedal like in a car. So it's like analog control. And then on the other side is a lever that I push with my hand. One says a picture of a turtle, and one has a picture of the hair. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's still the lawnmower thing. Yes. I remember that. <laughs> and so that can still, still that's that's the best we can do. <laughs> It, yes, but it is kind of cute. It's, it's yeah, me. I guess if it's it's not broke, don't fix it. So what I it learned works. was if I put the gas pedal down to whatever speed I want, then you pull mm-hmm. up a lever and that holds it into cruise. But I can still control the turtle or the hair while it's in cruise control. Oh, okay. So, so I barely go- had to take the pedal off at all. I mean, the cruise off at all. And it saved my SI joint, lots of pain. It has been awesome. I'm so happy about this. Do you normally go turtle or go hair? Definitely go hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Certainly if you're mowing like acreage where you're not trying to like trim it all at the exact same length and it's not like Bermuda oh, grass. Oh, no. Where this you're is trying country. To, you're not manicuring it. You're just cutting the weeds down basically. That's right. This the, is in, country. Kind of grass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm for that. But so that was, that's good is up. But speaking of good being or a... Not good being down. Good is down for this reason. Uh, again, related to mowing the lawn up. or cutting the grass or lawn the grass. lawning the grass. Now that lawn all the, the snow is gone and I can actually see the grass, mm-hmm. it appears that the gophers have had like a record-breaking successful year over the winter. Gophers in Minnesota? Who's ever heard of such a thing? The gopher state. I know. <laughs> There are gopher mounds all over our yard, and there are holes. Really? So I'm told, I'm told that the holes are not gophers. They're like ground squirrels or something, chipmunks. I don't know what they are. So I have mounds and holes, mounds and holes. What's the difference between a chipmunk, a ground squirrel, yard. and a gopher? The gopher, well, okay, I'm about to go Carl Spackler on this place, first of okay. all. The gopher... <laughs> I, well, as far as difference, Don't they're bigger. Don't dynamite your yard. <laughs> I'll start out with a garden hose in the hole. How's that? There you go. Um, but I don't know. Gophers are bigger than ground squirrels. Ground squirrels look a lot like chipmunks, I'm told. I know birds. I don't know my rodents. Varmints. Yeah, vermin. Yeah, I'm not into that. But all I know is that last year, since we seem pretty cool, though. They do, but I guess they can create havoc. Hmm. So when we first moved in, it was just gopher mounds. Well, now I have gopher mounds and holes everywhere. So do you call like an exterminator to take care of that? I, I'm not going to. We're, I guess, so you just live and let live? 
Well, we started to put, you know, the poison in the ground. Well, obviously, that just pissed the gophers off. That didn't work. Now they're mutant gophers. Now they're, you know, going to come out wearing uh, headbands and wielding both staves and nunchucks and, you know, have a giant rat with them teaching them karate. Probably. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is. So I'm glad my my riding mower, I might have to get the suspension checked. Oh, because of the gopher hole? Yes. Yeah, I would would totally. They make traps too, right? Where you can like humanely trap them. Yes, they do. But then guess who has to release them? Me. Well, I wasn't talking about releasing them. I was talking about, you know, then you get to look them in the eyes. You put them down. <laughs> that is not going to be either one of us living <laughs> in this house. No, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I'm joking. But no, my, my uh, parents have trapped live trapped gophers. Well, maybe not gophers, but I know they've done, I think, raccoons that have been hanging around. Sense. and then Raccoon is a much bigger animal than a gopher, right? Yes, and and then actually, I don't think I don't know. I better get my story straight. I know that they've trapped something and then dr- driven a long ways away so it wouldn't come back and released it live, and it came back anyway. So I of don't course, know. yeah, of course it did. Yeah, that's what nature does. Try to be humane about it. Next time, it's the shotgun. Yeah, I've I've caught like spiders and stuff in my house because I mean. It doesn't really bother me to have them in here because they're going to take care. They're usually going to live in the corners and the dark places like underneath stuff. And they're going to catch other bugs that I don't want running around in here. Mm-hmm. And they're going to leave people alone. But, you know, whenever you have kids and or even, you know, you don't want to get bit by something in the middle of the night, especially if, it, if it's a poison spider, it's gone. <laughs> we don't yes, need that around yes. here. But if it's just like a normal, you know, non-poisonous spider, I probably wouldn't mess with it except, you know, the last thing I need is my kid getting bit in the middle of the night on the face by a spider. So um, I'm taking care of, I'm just, yeah. you know. And be careful of, of the cockroaches. What? The cockroach in the ear. The earworm oh, yeah. that Brad Weiss yeah. sent us last week, which I'm still thinking about. Thankfully, I haven't really? had any nightmares, but cockroaches don't frequent Minnesota very often. So yet. No, I haven't seen, I don't really see many around I haven't, I don't think I've really ever seen maybe one or two in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we have, you know, pest control that comes every quarter that sprays. Um, but the, the thing I was going to say is I've caught spiders and like put them outside before, like alive. Sure. And like the next day seen either that spider again or his twin brother hanging out in here. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> you had I gave your you chance. a shot here. Yeah, you yeah. had one chance. <laughs> one strike one and shot. You're out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of Spackler, we should mm-hmm. read the email that Ed Butt sent us, Spackler. or we can do it in yeah, Spackler, or we could do it in feedback. But uh, we, since we were talking about Spackler, absolutely read it now. You right, brought look, it up now. It's like you know, well, it could be Chekhov's a, gun. It could well, it could be a, a you know a teaser. Speaking of that, I got something I want to complain about. Okay, and then we then you can choose to read the email later or now. Have you seen this recently? It's been in the past couple of years. We may have actually talked about this, and I've forgotten because I am so infuriated by this stupidity. When they put a trailer for a movie at the beginning of the trailer of the same movie. Like at, in the movie theater? Like on YouTube or like on any kind of like oh, place, okay. like video site where they would put, and it's mainly on YouTube that I see it because it's mainly the place that if I'm, somebody sends me a link or if I see a link to a trailer in an article that's about some movie that's coming out, I'll go and watch the trailer. And it's usually on YouTube. But they, it'll be like a two-minute trailer for the movie. 
But at the beginning of that two minutes is like a 10 to 15 second trailer for the trailer of the same movie. Yeah, I've never seen that before, but I never watched YouTube. It's the YouTube. dumbest thing. But that is I, dumb. It's, it's marketing and advertising gone crazy because... You're it's, already they, there for that movie. Yes, they... Yeah. They must think so little of people in their attention span. <laughs> yeah. They're like reminding you put, what you're here yeah, for. We have to put a 10-second intro to the trailer that gives basically like the 10-second synopsis of the trailer, which is already a synopsis of the two-hour movie Yeah, in the first place. So they're giving you a like cliff notes of synopsis the Synopsis of a synopsis. Yes. But it's like 10 seconds, it's like shows like who's in it and it's like quick cuts and then at the end it'll have like maybe a voiceover or maybe a line from the movie and then at the end it'll pull up the like title card like the the name and whatever font treatment they have going on there for the logo and that stuff you know coming soon or when it's coming out and then it immediately goes into the full two minute two minute trailer and i'm like are you kidding me boy that doesn't make any sense to me i hate it i'll have to pay attention to it just go look up any recent in the past couple years movie and there's a 50-50 shot or better that it has a teaser trailer at the beginning of the trailer. Yeah, that doesn't make which sense. Which is just dumb. Anyway, yeah, I'm done dumb. complaining now. We can choose email or not. Well, it to gave, email or not to email. <laughs> it gave me... I, I looked it up while you were talking about that. Yes. Um, it's called, it's called multi- stretching. It's called... Stalling. St- yes. Stalling for time. And filling, uh, filling yes, air. You, did, you did you did well with that. Okay, so, for, so this is from Ed Butt, and he, and he wrote this after the our last quiz that we took that Bob Walsh wrote. Mm-hmm. And he said, further to the quiz answer involving Caddyshack. In 1986, when Jack Nicholas shot 65 on the last day to come from behind and win the Masters at age 46, mm-hmm. Bill Murray was along the ropes where the players walk from 17 to 18. As Jack Nicholas walked by, Murray was trying to be inconspicuous so as not to disturb Jack's concentration. As Jack walks by, he said to Murray, quote, He comes out of nowhere to lead the pack at Augusta. He's at the final hole. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I think. Un- end quote. <laughs> That's how not nervous Nicholas was. That's an amazing story, if true. Yeah. Um, and he had seen, really then he said, and he'd seen Caddyshack enough to quote from its, one of its great scenes, which was the scene that Bob Walsh asked about that, mm-hmm. that I didn't really nail. Starring Bill Murray. Yeah. But. Yes. That's really good. That is fantastic. It, it, that's an incredible story. I think it's got to be too good to be true. But he did say that it was written in some book, a memoir or something. Well, oh. that makes it, that makes, makes it true. think it's probably less true if it's it true, written in right? a mem- No, if it's written in a memoir, it's probably more likely to be an exaggeration or a fabrication so, or basically what we call a lie. What's, I mean, what's more true than Wikipedia or a written in a memoir? Um, that's neck and neck for, you know, exaggeration. Or I got a third entry into this horse race. Okay. Stories that are told on podcasts. <laughs> Which one is more likely to be exaggerated or hyperbole? (laughs) (laughs) It's all neck and neck. And neck. Yeah. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should have been what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. What do we know? 
Well, we do have a quiz. It is a quiz. Quiz number eight, to be exact, from Robert Walsh. Quizmaster. Quest. Question love? Is that what I said on Twitter? Question love, yes. Yeah. With the, you know, I-O-N in parentheses. So Yes. Or brackets. Yes. (laughs) Most of my AKA jokes have to be seen to be, (laughs) they're better written down than they are said. Yeah, because if you didn't make that distinction, it'd be just question, question love. Question love? Yeah, that would be good. Question love? Yeah. That's why I asked it like that. That was, that was intentional. It yes. wasn't because I couldn't remember yes. what I'd said. So quiz eight. Um, this, is, this is actor, actress playing the same character. I think there are 10 questions. Okay. Can you name the character in the movies, TV shows, or other media in which they appear? Okay. Can you name the what? Can, can you name the character and the movies, TV shows, or other media in which they appear? Okay, so we're naming the character name that they're playing. These are two actors, two people who have played the same character, basically. Yes, yep. And we need to name the character. And, and name the, the movies. TV and the movie? Okay, that, that might be tougher. And it doesn't say bonus points for naming the TV or movies. Okay, so I'm going to say we get... 30%, it's, it's 10, right? I'm going to say we get 3 out of 10 where we name all. I think we're going to get some of the characters. I think it's going to be more difficult to name the actual movie because I feel like we're going to know one and not the other on these, not having looked at it. Probably. Um, now, I, you want to change your prediction after I read this sentence? Only two movies before 1957, so Jason, Jason should have a chance here. 1 out of 10 is what we're going to get okay. there. Because those two of those are only wait a minute, only two before nineteen fifty seven is like say is like saying what's an a good analogy for this? I gotta think. Um Yeah, that there could be something. Only saying saying only two before nineteen fifty seven is like saying I got a good analogy for this on a podcast and then not coming up with anything. <laughs> it's not helping anybody. Two before nineteen fifty seven, you might as well I, it's just they, not. you know what they How about better be zero before nineteen fifty seven. They better be classics even though that doesn't help you know what i bet i bet it's too like it's remakes so we might have a shot at getting the newer one and that might help us figure out the character for the older one but i don't if it's a different named movie we got no shot on that okay well well, let's just see how like casablanca or wizard of oz yeah two movies we've never seen (laughs) i've seen wizard of oz two movies i've never seen (laughs) Uh, we'll just have to see kind of how it plays out. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course. Yes, of course. Number one, Brian Cox and Anthony Hopkins. Oh, he's giving us hints. That's good. Oh, that helps. Hint. Okay. He's a monster. Mm-hmm. Is that supposed to be Monster Mash? Um, what? I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anthony Hopkins. The song? Hop- <laughs> I thought Monster Mash, the maybe, song? Maybe is that, there's you a, think that's maybe, a movie? <laughs> maybe there's a movie based on the song, or maybe the song is from a movie. There, there could be many... No. <laughs> before 1957? It's possible, but I'm going to say probably not starring Anthony Hopkins or Brian Cox. Okay. All right, so Brian Cox, I'm aware of who he is. Mm-hmm. 
Can you name any character that Brian Cox has played at all, period? Wait, I don't think I am aware of. I was thinking of Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Dennehy, I was going to say. <laughs> I, I always confuse. We, speaking, was it last week where we talked about uh, Pullman and Paxton yes. and yep. uh, what's his face? Oliphant and Dumel? Yes. I always confuse Brian Cox with um, Albert Finney. I don't know who, who either one of those people are right now. Okay. Albert Finney was, um, you, have you seen, what's the Julia Roberts movie, Roberts movie where, not Pretty Woman, where she um, was bringing down the industry because they were poisoning the people. Oh. Um, she was the lawyer's assistant. It was the name of the woman is the name. It's, yes, you know, yes, she had yes. the boobs. What's the, uh, what's the name of that thing? I can't remember her name. You know what I'm talking yes, about, Yes, I do. Right? I do. Okay. Her boss in that movie was Albert Finney. Okay. I still can't picture him. What is the name of this thing? I don't know. He was also in Big Fish. Have you ever seen that movie? I don't think so. Okay. It's, it's, it's okay. I think it was one of those um, Tim Burton movies. What is it's her? It's similar to that. I'm not. What is that? Per, what's that movie? <laughs> I literally cannot think of it. I don't know that we're going to be able to move on until we know the name of this movie. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you who Brian Cox is. I think. I think Brian okay. Cox is the guy who is in Born, the Born movies. I what? think he's like one of the, the main guys in those. Like the people that are trying to catch him? Like he works for the, he's like he head of the like agency that Born works for. Okay. Is he a bigger dude like Brian Dennehy? He's sort of like Brian Dennehy, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this doesn't help me in he's this He's an matter. old sort of an older guy in those movies. He's kind of like got like a sort of roundish kind of jowly kind of face. Okay. Well, I thought thought I knew who he was, but now it doesn't matter cuz I don't think I know the answer to this. Anthony Hopkins is uh I know the answer to this. You do? By the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to well, I guess. Okay. I'm going to guess, but not on the Brian Cox part. I had forgotten. I think Brian Cox played this character in another movie. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, but I'm going to go with what I know Anthony Hopkins played his most famous role to me that I know him from. The first thing that I think of when you say Anthony Hopkins and he's a monster. Yeah. Silence. Tips it off for me. Sounds of the lamb. Yeah. So Hannibal Lecter. I'm thinking Hannibal okay. Lecter is the character. Anthony Hopkins movie, obviously Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Brian Cox was because Silence of the Lambs was sort of a remake of the like they had done like the first book. And I think it's called Red Dragon. If you get this. <laughs> I didn't even I know think... Silence of the Lamb was made of, out of, from a movie. What, what? You mean a book? I'm sorry, a book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a book series. Um, I think. And I think Red Dragon. And then they made a new one called like just Dragon or something like that. Okay. Because there's another one with Leif Schreiber who plays... I think Hannibal Lecter in another one that was made. So there's like, it's all over. The, it's like they, you know, gave the rights to this to a bunch of different people. And they made a bunch of different movies. Obviously, okay. the only one most people remember is, and for a good reason, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. So I, I mean, if we get this right, I get at least half credit because I also thought sure. of Silence of the Lambs being first with cool. Anthony Hopkins. Okay. All right. Number two. Or, oh, by the and, way. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Brian Cox could have also. It, I think the other name of the other movie that it could be is Manhunter. I think Manhunter was first, and then they made Silence of the Lambs, and then they made Red Dragon, possibly. Oh, so you're saying so, that Brian Cox could be the one from Manhunter. I'm thinking probably because he was younger, but he could also be the one. See, 
Anyway, it's one of those, I okay. think. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> before we move on to number two, let me just say this quickly because I just started laughing when I got this email. So you're mm-hmm. just talking about Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. and I was confusing them. My crazy aunt emailed me, and the first sentence was, Bill Paxton is dead. <laughs> that was all. That's the, that's the delineating factor there, is one of them is yeah. dead. Wow. Uh, and I'm okay. like, oh, she must have listened to the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but honestly, I, until you said that, I really get confused, because I knew one of them passed away like recently, and I was like, which one Yeah, Bill it? Paxton did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, number two. Orson, Twister, right? He was in Twister. He was, he was in, in Twister, Twister, and he was in okay. the HBO series Big Love. Never saw that. Um, Orson Welles and Michael Fassbender. Hint. Oh, boy. Aren't we all hiding something in the attic? Okay. Um, Michael Fassbender's played a bunch of, like, nonsense. Like, not nonsense, but, like, he's, like, everywhere in the past, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years. Like, movies that I've never heard of. Yes. Um, I think of, when I think of Michael Fassbender, I think of action and action spy movies. I think of Magneto. I don't know what that is. I don't. From I don't X-Men. think the X Men movie. He was. Oh, he's Magneto. Oh, oh in Magneto. The, or yeah. I, in the newer X Men, like Days of Future Past and whatever those are. Well, that's it. Because surely Orson Welles played Magneto at some no, point. No, no, there were no X Men movies when Orson Welles <laughs> was around. Um, so Fassbender was Magneto. Um. Do you remember who? Do you know who the other actor is that played Magneto in the older X Men movies? Not, He's old Magneto. Not a chance. He also played Gandalf. Oh, I don't know his. I don't know his real name, but I know who Gandalf is. I think it's Ian McKellen is his name. Oh, uh huh. He kind of looks like Albus Dumbledore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he didn't. He come in and play that role at one point when the other guy died. Yep, Speaking I of think he that died, probably did. Filled in in the last couple of movies. I think, or somebody I looks think you're right. Anyway. Yeah, I do not know who. I don't know the answer to this. Orson. All right, Welles. Orson Welles. I'm going. I'm going to go with a serious guess right here. Oh, a serious knowing, guess. knowing Bob, like like major guess, like have no idea. Oh, okay. I'm going to say Orson Welles did something Shakespearean. Okay. Because we talked about Shakespeare. Was that last week or week before last? Recently, and I know, I know Mr. Robert Walsh is tricky. Well, I have determined last time I tried to get into Bob Walsh's psyche, and he warned me not to do so. So I'm going to keep That's that out. I'm going to pretend that Bob Walsh didn't write this quiz. Uh, okay. Because didn't we talk about, uh, what was it, um, Hamlet? Hamlet, yes. Um, and Wasn't there another one? I don't, I don't think Matt Fassbender has played Hamlet, but maybe. Well, what about the hint? Is there some Shakespearean, something to do with Shakespeare with aren't we all hiding something in the attic? Um, I'm not. Is that? Um, I think of no, Goonies I'm thinking, I'm when I think of, of I'm thinking, yeah. hiding yeah. stuff in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> so we jump from Shakespeare to the Goonies. Okay. Um, I, I think, um, see, I'm, I confuse... Because it's Poe who wrote the Telltale Heart, where the heart, the guy was going crazy because the heart was beating underneath the floorboards. But isn't that a take on like Macbeth? Because you know everything basically plot wise, or not everything, like thirty percent of stuff from the past, you know, hundred years is like made off of plots that Shakespeare developed, you know, hundreds of years ago. Yes, we I do remember talking about that. Yeah, so I'm going to say 
that. Okay, good. Nailed it. Some Shakespeare, maybe Macbeth. I, I have no idea of Fassbender, but he's British, so I'm assuming he's probably played Shakespeare, some Shakespearean character at, at some, some point. point. And I, I think of when I think of Orson Welles, I think of two things. I think of Citizen Kane, or three things. Mm-hmm. Citizen Kane. Um, didn't he do War of the Worlds? Wasn't that him? The radio show? Uh, or maybe I'm thinking of somebody I else. I don't know. And um, Shakespeare stuff is I just I don't know. Okay. Well, that's, that makes sense. It's a better but answer I, you're, than you're I You're right, though. Bob is... Bob, he might be trying to trick us by not tricking us. That's right. <laughs> it's like he's in my head now. <laughs> okay, number three. Um, uh-huh. Chris Evans. Oh, speaking... This now... Yes, yes. See, now, now I'm really suspicious. <laughs> but no, because I'm pretty sure this quiz was written by Bob before we talked about the four Chris's. Really? So this would be Q-E. Or coincidence. Coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Hint. One is Sue's brother. One is a brother. That's that's pretty funny. It's clever. Sue, um, Sue Evans. I know this one. Sue Evans. Okay, Michael B. Jordan. Okay, this is this the both of these is this like a superhero movie? We actually talked movie? about this. Yes, it is a superhero movie. Okay. Okay, well, the only superhero movie I know that Michael B. Jordan has been in is Black Panther. Uh, nope, he was one in one before that. He was. Mm-hmm. And Chris, mm-hmm. Chris Evans, Captain America? Um, yes, but this was the superhero in the Marvel Universe that he played before he was Captain America. Oh, good God. I don't know. Superhero movies really? are not my thing. I'm, no, I'm not good at them. Not that I don't like them. I just don't watch them. I like them every time I watch them. I just don't gravitate towards you just them. Don't, you just don't start to seek them out. Yep. Okay, this is... Um, they're both pretty hot in this movie. In their separate movies that they played this character. So you're saying they're, they're hot. Their character mm-hmm. is... Involved with flames in some way. That would be correct. Flamethrower. Nope. (laughs) Is this? He's also. I mean, he's still a person. He's still a human being, but he's like lighting it up everywhere. Light is light in the title. (laughs) Nope. But one of those words is. (laughs) Title. One of those is in the character name, not the character name, but the character, like the superhero name. Between light and title? Title? No, one of those other words I said in that sentence. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't remember what you said. Fire, well, really, fire. No, they really brought it home. Hmm, how can I oh, give me a hit on this? Uh, there's not going to be a lot of people that know this, I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. He really lights it up. He's really, you know, brings it down to a human level. Oh, no. They're going to torture you for this I'm one. never going to get this. Oh, Torch. Torch Man. <laughs> you think there's a superhero named Torch Man? Why not? I mean, we're talking about p- actual people, actual human beings, not just Torch Man. Think of something. Think of, think of some other words. Um, fire. Flame. Mm-hmm. Pyro. Well, tor- torch is right. Torch is one of the words. Torch. Okay. 
This is a character's name. Yes, he's a human who turns into a torch. Light torch. Light it up. L- light up the torch. <laughs> I don't know. The human torch. Oh, that's the name? I said human like six times. <laughs> okay, you obviously know that I have never heard of this. No. The uh-uh. human torch. Well, never heard of it. You never heard of it? No, because I would have gotten that clue. Then there's no way you're going to get his actual name then. No, no, there's no way. Okay. I might even um, get the movie. I'm not going to get the movie. Is it X-Men? Nope. Avengers? Nope. What else is there? It's in the Marvel Universe. Well, there's four of them. The four? They're pretty cool. The, it's, a, it's a like really fantastical one where they go into space and they become these four... Um, they're like scientists, sort of. One of them can like stretch his arms. It, oh, The Incredibles. No. Oh. Um, okay. I'm, it is incredible. I mean, you might even say fantastic, but it's Oh, the Fantastic amazing. Four. Yes, I have heard of go. them. Yes, I knew you had. The Human Torch. Okay. Yeah, the Human Torch. His real name, Johnny Storm. Nice. I like and that. And his sister, Sue, is Sue Storm, is the invisible girl. That's why he said. Oh, I thought the sister's hint. name was Sue Evans. <laughs> no, not, not real life sister. Oh, okay. All right. And, you know, obviously. Yes, I, I did catch on to that clue. Yes. One is Sue's brother. Okay. One is a brother. Yes. Okay, we need to move on to number four. <laughs> sure. Oh, wait, we got to name the movies. Oh, I thought we did. I think, the Fantastic I think the Chris Four. Evan, well, they're different names. I think the Chris Evans course, one yeah. is actually Fantastic Four, and I think the Michael B. Jordan one is Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay. I think. Sounds good. Number four. Number four. Pierce Brosnan and, Fantastic. S- and Steve McQueen. Pierce Brosnan and Steve McQueen. Okay. Hint. This, I know this. Oh, well, I'll need the, qu- the, the hint. He's not a royal, but he reminds me of one of those hats. Oh. Oh. I don't, that doesn't help me. I know the, what the this is. Part of it does, the hat part the doesn't hat part help me at all. The hat part helps me, I think. Okay. Do you know, this is a remake. Yes. This one, is a. This is the one I with think, Pierce Brosnan and, if I'm correct, Rene Russo. Russo, yes. Is one is of my favorite movies. I've never seen it. It's so good. And, of course, I can't, do not tell me, because I cannot recall the name right now. I swear to God, <laughs> these quizzes screw up my brain more than anything it's in the a, world. It, it's um, a dude's name. I don't even know if this is the character he Thomas plays Crown the Affair. There you go. It, is, in a, is he actually playing Thomas Crown? Is that the name yes, of the character? Yes, Okay. So we got that one. What's, I, think they're, I think they're actually both called the Thomas Crown Affair. Yes, they are. Okay. So that's, a, that's an easy one for get the title, movie titles. Yes. Number five, Henry Fonda and Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this hint. Other than that, how was the theater? Yep, I got this one. Yep, this is um, Lincoln. I don't know, yes. Well, they're playing the character. They're playing Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis was in the movie named Lincoln. Yes, I don't know what the Henry Fonda movie is named. I don't know Um, either. Honest Abe. Uh, four score and seven years. Yeah. Um, Gettysburg. Could be any of the any of those. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna keep saying things that, and then you know we'll randomly maybe get it right. Maybe get um, it right. Yeah. Abraham, going all Abraham. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not it, but maybe. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I, 
why did you just quote Matthew McConaughey? Because he's in the Lincoln commercials. Oh, and you know what? He was also in a movie called The Lincoln Lawyer. Yes. Bring it all together. So maybe together. it's that one. Yeah. And it was it, in, the, in the flashbacks when they went back to Lincoln, Henry Fonda was Lincoln. Maybe. On Golden Pond. See, that's what I think of when I think of Henry Fonda immediately. <laughs> Same here, yeah. Which is old, old Henry Fonda. Yeah. All right, we're and moving Jane. on to and Jane, number six. Jane in that one too? Jane's in it, yeah. Yeah. Number six, Bridget. Never seen Oh, it. speaking of Fonda. Bridget no. Fonda and Maggie Q. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who Maggie Q is. You don't know who Maggie Q is? Uh-uh. You'd probably like her. What is going on in the background? Uh, <laughs> what is that? Well, that would be my iPad reminding me that payday is tomorrow, and I don't know why, <laughs> because I don't have my notifications turned on, as far as I know. <laughs> payday. Getting paid. Payday, yes. That's a good. Good is up. Good is up. Um, I don't know who Maggie Q is, and the hint, I don't even want to read because I'll butcher this hint. Oh, what's uh, what? Let me let me find this. It's French, I'm assuming. Okay. Well, just knowing that it's French should give this away. La original Francois Estmiller. Uh huh. The original Fran- France movie. Is the hint? Um. Actually, I'm going to translate French. that. Yes. The original French you- movie. Mist- I don't know. Milieu, is that movie in French? In French? I don't know. M- um, milieu? Milieu. Ah. What is it? The French original is better. Oh. And I agree. The French original is better. Which is neither of these two are in the French original. Okay. I can't remember the actress in the French original, but it's an older movie. The Bridget Fonda movie is a remake of that movie. And then Maggie Q, I think it's a TV series or like a TV movie or I think I've seen like pictures of it on Netflix. Okay, so which one of these am I likely to get? Is it Maggie Q? Is that the most likely one? If you have no idea who she is, you have no, you're not going to get this. Okay. Bridget Fonda is, I saw this movie in the theater with my now wife, I believe, then girlfriend. Okay. So it's like early 90s, mid 90s. And I don't. So Jason's girlfriend <laughs> like this movie? I we don't both kinda, it's, think it's I just, know It's this. okay, but yeah, the, the original is better. Um, it's uh, the, ty- the character is, I mean, I don't know what the actual character name is. I think it's Nikita. Okay. And the the movie is La Femme Nikita. Oh yeah, never gonna get that. Yeah, I've actually I the, heard I of think, it. So there we go. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I think the I think the original French one is named that, and the Bridget Fonda one is named that. The Maggie Q one I think is just called Nikita. That's like what I've seen on like the box oh. art. And I think it's a TV series from Netflix. Or uh, yeah, I don't think it's an act. I don't think it came out like in the theaters or anything like that. Okay, yeah, I would have never gotten that. But now that you say La Femme Nikita makes perfect sense. I've actually mm-hmm. heard of that. Never seen I'm going to look up really quick. Let me look up. And there was, a, um, there was actually a TV series like on USA or something in the 90s, La Femme Nikita, that starred a blonde woman okay. that I don't remember her name. Kim Basinger. 
No, it was somebody that was not nearly that famous. Oh. I feel like it's somebody, if I said her name, you would know. Probably. I do know a lot about uh, TV and movie trivia. Here. La Femme Nikita. Drama series. USA Network. Yep. Uh, let's see. Of course yeah. it is. Of course. Peter Wilson. Peter or Rita? Peter. P-E-T-A. Okay, I don't know her. I would have never came up with Peter. That's the yeah. animal organization. People against... Yeah. People against the ethical treatment of animals? Yes. People, yeah. no, people, people for the ethical treatment of animals. <laughs> Wouldn't it be feed up, feed up? It would be, but that didn't flow Wouldn't off Wouldn't it be we're tongue. bad at, we're bad at <laughs> acronyms? <laughs> yes. And advertisements? I've never heard of um, Peter Wilson. I've heard of Rita Wilson. Yeah. Um, I would have never pulled her name. I just remember seeing, I watched that show like for a season or two in the 90s because I liked the movie and I was like, oh, they're coming to a TV show. And then I went back and watched the original movie and I was like, oh, this is way better. And I have not seen one second of the new Maggie Q one, even though Maggie Q seems pretty cool. It's kind of like, um, no, wait a minute. I was wrong. You were? What La Femme Nikita is the original movie. I just saw it because it showed up in, you may also like this when I was looking at IMDb. Oh. So I won't say it, but I was wrong. What, for the Bridget Fonda movie was not called La Femme Nikita. Oh, okay. Well, we'll so find out. So I'll stop out. looking stuff up well, I'll until find we out. get to the end. I'll find out. Because I accidentally, I'd already given the answer, so I'll admit it and be like, I was wrong. But the, yeah, it's not called. It's not La called La Femme Nikita. Okay. No, it's a much worse name. Well, the original was better in all aspects then. I agree. Number seven, Jane Wyatt and Winona Ryder. Hint, human, but still the logical choice. Hmm. I'm not getting this wrong with Winona Ryder. This is Beetlejuice. <laughs> From your response, no. I would say I am incorrect. <laughs> Did they ever make it? Only thing, only way it could be like Beetlejuice is if they made like a Beetlejuice. I know they made a Beetlejuice animated series, and Jane Wyatt might have like um, voiced the animated. <laughs> Whatever the character name was, because I can't even think of what it was. Uh, Ramona or something like that. What was her name in the movie? In Beetlejuice? Yeah. Wh- I what, don't what know. Character did- I didn't, remember, Ramona. I didn't even know Winona Ryder was in Beetlejuice. But I'll never forget now. <laughs> All I know is Michael Keaton was in it. Okay. This, that's not what, it, this is not Beetlejuice. I do not think this All is right. Beetlejuice. First I'm of all, to go- who's Jane Wyatt? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'm going to go based on the hint. Okay. And knowing that Winona Ryder, I think this is who she was in. I'm going to go. I'm, this is all hint to me. Gives me this one. Human, but still the logical choice. It's Star Trek. Winona Ryder was in Star Trek? I think she was. Um, wasn't she Spock's mom in like the. Yeah, newer movies know. with um dude who was in um what's that guy's name uh who played spock in the newer movies with chris pine as kirk mm-hmm. um well, yeah the guy that was in like was it heroes that tv show uh-huh yeah and i can't I can't think of his, his name face, but i don't know who he is i'm pretty sure winona Ryder was his i've seen it's it's either the second or the third one she shows up and she's his mom because spock's mom spock's half human half vulcan so his mom is a human, and I think Winona Ryder played that character. Jane Wyatt, I have no idea. I'm going completely on hint, and I'm pretty sure Winona Ryder was 
his mom in those movies. So the you're not, ones. it's not Stranger Things to you. I'm no, when would El, when else would that character have shown up anywhere exactly. in it's, history? It's not, it, no, it's, it's not the, been remade yet. There's no way I would have got this without, no way I would even have this guess mm-hmm. without the hint, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I like that you call her Winona Ryder. As opposed to what? Winona is how I say it. Okay, well, I mean, insurance. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a great guess. On if it has to do with Star Trek, I have no or idea Star what Wars, her I'm, I'm what the character name is. Yeah, I have no idea what the character name is. I'm gonna go. I'm going Spock's mom, Star Trek. What's the second one? I, no I, I can't remember the newer Star, the second new Star Trek movie. I think it's the one with um, Sherlock Holmes. What's his name? Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch is the bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers if you hadn't seen that. <laughs> no problem. He's Khan in the movie. No problems here. I will not be seeing that. Dark something, or it's, I think it's got dark in the subtitle, maybe. Okay, now we're go- we got three left. We're going to breeze through these three, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Number eight, Ray Liotta and Rob Lowe. Okay. Hint, leading role, but in a smaller, fouler production. Fowler. 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 Ray Liotta and Rob Lowe. Okay, they were both the leading role, is what he's saying? The first part of that hint? I. Is he trying to make mm, a chicken joke here? I think that's what it, or poultry? Yeah. Fowler, or bird related? Um, I'm trying to think of what Rob Lowe has been in, besides Parks and Rec, <laughs> and, you know, like, uh, what are those movies from the 80s? St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire. Um, he was um, in, wasn't he in, wasn't he the one that was in Wayne's World? Lies, Sex, and Videotape, or whatever that was sex, called. Sex, Lies, and Videotape. I, I think that was Rob Lowe. Um, I, I never saw it, so I don't know for he sure. He was in Wayne's World. He was the bad guy. Didn't know he? that. Yeah, I think he was um, Tia Carrere's. He was trying to steal her away from Wayne in the first movie. Pretty sure. What I think about? He was the executive. Okay, well, you got me there. But what about Ray Liotta? Wasn't he in um, Godfather? Goodfellas. Goodfellas? Mm-hmm. Goodfellas is the only thing I know Ray Liotta from, which is probably a shame. Ray but. Liotta was also in a movie. Uh, I'm not going to know the name of the movie. Whoopi Goldberg was in it. I can't think of any movie or TV show like that I can even imagine them playing the same role. I, I don't leading role in a smaller Fowler production. I am stumped on this one. Now it could be a TV movie or other media. He said. Wait, what? Other media? Yeah. Like a book. <laughs> um, maybe a Broadway play, <laughs> bo- musical. Oh yeah, they um they both did audiobook. Yeah. Characters. Yes. Like that's it. I don't know the answer to this. I'm, I am like leading role. Is it a commercial? A chicken commercial? <laughs> I know that there's been a ton of people that played, uh, that are playing like they could do that stupid thing where Reba McIntyre's done it, and Norm Macdonald, and Daryl Hammond, oh, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, yeah, and uh, what's his face? Colonel Sanders. George Hamilton. Yes, but I don't know. I don't remember. No, the, I don't, these guys haven't. Done I don't that. remember either one of them doing it. That I mean, or that I know of. I haven't seen all the commercials. 
I I hope that this doesn't reach into commercial land or I'm really done for. Yeah, I don't know. All right, are we ready to move on? We don't know number eight? Sure. Okay. I really can't think of anything. Number nine, Harrison Ford and Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Hint, I spy with my eye something that is red. I, the hint doesn't help me at all, but I don't, I don't need the hint. Okay. Uh, the hint doesn't help me at all. I could use another hint. Okay. Um, they, it's the exact same character. It's from Tom Clancy books. Okay. Um, is that Jack Reacher? They bo- no. Close. Jack somebody? He's related to Bob Ryan. Bob Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Um, I think that's Jack the Ryan. Name. Jack Ryan. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's the character's name. Um, yes, and I think Harrison Ford played him in two or three movies, and maybe Baldwin did too. But can you name any of those? I mean, I can't. I'm just wondering. No, no. Alec the Baldwin. Red, actually, the the red gives me a hint to get one of the Alec Baldwin ones. Alec Baldwin played a Jack Ryan type character. He played Jack Ryan. In probably wow. the most one of the most famous Jack Ryan movies. I haven't Tom seen Clancy. any of these. Oh, you have seen this one. I have? Oh yes. And it's about I, something that I spy with my eye something that is red. Yes. I that's did. a that's a pretty good that's a pretty devious hint, but that's a hint. Okay. I have no idea. Okay, can you name any of the Harrison Ford ones? So these movies are not called Jack Ryan. Is that what you're saying? No. Like Jack Ryan colon no. spin off, you know, the next No. Okay. I think th- I think the new like um Amazon show with uh John Krasinski mm-hmm. who is playing Jack Ryan, which I would have to see to believe, but that's coming out this year. Yeah, that's um, how I feel about Alex. I think Baldwin it's actually playing. yeah. Baldwin was good. I think um I think that's actually called Jack Ryan, the TV show, the okay. new Amazon yep. TV show. Um, I guarantee, I, I feel like you have to have seen the one with Baldwin and um, Sean Connery in a submarine Oh, in the late fall, in the uh, early fall. The Hunt for the Red October. Yes. Okay, no, I have not seen that, but I'm well aware of that I think it's just called movie. The Hunt for Red October, not The Red October. <laughs> okay. but I, I could be wrong. You're right. Hunt- you haven't seen that movie? Uh-uh. That's actually a good movie. Actually, I don't think. Okay, okay. So Tom Clancy books. Mm-hmm. I haven't Jack read Ryan any of these. Jack Ryan is the main character. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize I've, that Jack. I've never read any of them either. I didn't realize that Jack Ryan was the main character in those movies. I thought that most of if Jack Ryan, colon, you know. That's that's those heist. dumb Jack Reacher movies with Tom Cruise. Yeah. No, see, I'm getting no. them all. These confused. are all like political thrillers, like. Um, you know, the country's in danger or, you know, they're going to a different part. Can you name one other actor, very famous actor, who played Jack Ryan in a movie? Not, not if I don't know the Jack Ryan movies. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland? Ben Affleck. What movie was that? I don't even remember the name of the one he was in, but it was with him and I think Morgan Freeman. Oh. No, I don't know that. I'm going to look that up. I think Harrison Ford yeah, was so. Jack Ryan in Clear and Present Danger. Oh, yep. That would make sense. Maybe. Yep. Um, I'm going to look up Jack Ryan movies because 
that's my guess. I it, it could have been um could have been uh the Affleck movie was Clear and Present Danger. But they all have like similar names like that that I confuse all the time. No, so I'm I think say, you're right. Harrison Ford was Clear and Present Danger. There's one other actor that I know of that played Jack Ryan in a movie that you know very well that you might rank pretty high. Justin Timberlake. No. Okay, who's the actor? Chris Pine. He played Jack Ryan in, I think, the most recent Jack Ryan movie. Oh, what was that one called? I have no idea. Boy, I don't know my Tom Clancy, do I? No. So, yeah, so (laughs) I just looked it up. Yes. Um, Hunt for... The Hunt for Red October was Baldwin. Uh-huh. Nailed it. Harrison Ford played him in two movies. At least two movies. I'm seeing two, list, two listed. Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger, so we got that. Yes, we did. Affleck, I would have never gotten this. He was in The Sum of All Fears. He played Jack Ryan. Oh, nope. And the Chris Pine one was Shadow Recruit. Oh, never heard of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Okay. I mean, we got the answer that we needed to right here. We, we definitely did. Middle of the question to get the answer yes. because I couldn't remember the name of the Alec, the um, Affleck one. Now, number 10. Merc- mercifully, we're at number 10 because I haven't yeah. known any of these. Actually, the only one I knew was the one about um, Thomas Crown. Okay, number 10. Ron mm-hmm. Perlman and Robbie Benson. Uh huh. Hint Once Upon a Time. Mm hmm. I have a guess at this one. I don't... Who's Robbie Benson? Robbie Benson was like a... Sort of like Rob Low Light in the early 80s. <laughs> Rob and he Low never Light. really went anywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, he was kind of that kind of same... In that same kind of role, same kind of, you know, feel. But he... I mean, he just didn't... He didn't continue very long after that. I don't know what happened to him. He kind of fell off. He was famous in the 80s, though. I think it was the 80s. Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. I know this because Ron Perlman. Okay, I'm sorry, but Ron Perlman, I'm not, no. Who is Ron Perlman? Have you seen Hellboy? No. Have you seen Pacific Rim? I think so. Pacific Rim, he's the big, giant, deep voice guy that's like running the uh, like underground trade uh, where they're selling the parts of the monsters. Okay, maybe I haven't seen Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim is where the giant robots fight the giant kaiju that come out of the hole in the ground. Oh, this is the one I would that be shocked um, if Kevin Stanfield talked to us about at yes, one point. Yeah, the second one. Uh, I think Ron Perlman was in, I haven't seen it, but was he in Sons of Anarchy maybe? I have a feeling that that's the kind of role he would play, but I haven't seen that to know for sure. You know, they're talking about Sons of yes, Anarchy. Yes, I've seen maybe the first few episodes of the first season of Sons of Anarchy, and I, and I left it. Ron uh, Perlman is a giant walking jaw with <laughs> a body, a, like a person attached to it. He's a like imposing big, seems like, he always seems like he's like a foot taller than everybody else, giant, booming voice guy. Okay. Well, I, once upon a time, does the hint do anything for you? Yeah, I mean that, yes. Okay, I don't know the answer to this. Uh, I'm going to say, guess, that it's Beauty and the Beast. He plays the Beast. Because Ron Perlman was, the reason I didn't say this to give it away is because this would give the answer away. 
Um, Ron Perlman played the Beast, I think, in the TV show with Linda Hamilton in the 80s and 90s, whatever that was called. You know what I'm talking about? No. There was a Beauty and the Beast TV show with Linda Hamilton. It was kind of like all dark and spooky. Was it a, it wasn't a cartoon. No, it was an actual thing. I never heard of it. And I'm going to guess that Robbie Benson played that too, because it's Once Upon a Time is the only thing that I can think of that goes with that. And I know Ron Perlman played that, so. So, so the Beast is the answer. Yes. They both played the Beast. The Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And I don't know what movie or TV show or whatever Robbie Benson would have played it in, but I'm pretty sure Ron, I can't remember the name. What was the name of that thing? You know what I'm talking about? No. Well, I mean, if, if I'm right, Bob's about to tell us because we're done, right? We're done. Okay. Okay. Number one was Brian Cox and Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Correct. Character Hannibal Lecter. Movies. Yeah. Brian. Manhunter. 1986. Yes. Boom. Cox is of, of the great supporting actors in the business. Yep. Anthony... He played Lecter three times, most notably in Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Hmm. No mention of Red Dragon. No mention of Red, Red Dragon. Okay, but Manhunter, I, wait, I pulled that some. Yeah, eventually. you pulled you pulled it. Number two. I'm looking up Red Dragon while you do that. Okay, number two, Orson Welles and, Mike, and Michael Fassbender. The answer, character, Edward Rochester. Movies, Orson, Jane Eyre. Hmm. 1943, probably the best of all the Rochesters. IMDb lists eight adaptations of this Bron- Bronte Bronte novel. Yeah, Charlotte Bronte. Michael. Emily Bronte, one of them. Bronte sisters. Michael Fassbender played Jane. What did I call it? Eyre? Jane Eyre. Yeah. Did I get it right? Jane Eyre? Jane Eyre, yeah. That's 2011. The name of, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a serious like um, Gwyneth Paltrow role. Oh, okay. Kind of movie. Yeah. I've never seen any of these movies or read any of these books, and I was so wrong on that one. <laughs> well, so was I. <laughs> yeah. Number three was Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan. Uh, character Johnny Storm. You had that one. Johnny Storm. The movies also, were... Jonathan. Formal name. Jonathan Storm. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't flow off the tongue quite as well. No. Chris... Uh, sorry, the movies were both Fantastic Four. Like you said, Chris mm-hmm. was 2005 and Michael 2015. All right, I'm going to look this up real quick while you go on to the next one because I'm fairly certain that one of them played in uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay, number four, Pierce Brosnan and Steve McQueen. Nailed it. Thomas Crown. Mm-hmm. Um, Pierce, The Thomas Crown Affair, 1999 with Rene Russo. Steve, The Thomas Crown Affair, 1965 with Faye Dunaway. Both called the Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah, yes. Creators. Uh, oh, go ahead. Creators. It was Chris, Chris Evans in Rise of the Silver Surfer, so I was wrong. I thought that was Michael B. Jordan. Oh, okay. Creators note, for the record, although TK mentioned this on a recent episode of his podcast, this question had already been written at that time. Yeah, uh-huh. Tony likes to talk about, the, to, this is one of Tony's perseverations about the Thomas Crown, Thomas Crown Affair being just as good as the, the remake being just as good as the original. I've heard of that, yes. Uh, I've never seen either one of them. I've only seen the latter. Number five, Henry Fonda and Daniel Day-Lewis. Character, Abraham Lincoln. Movies, Henry, Young Mr. Lincoln, it was called. We never guessed mm. that. 1939. Wow. Daniel, Definitely young. Yeah, Daniel Lincoln, 2012. So we got yep. that one for the most mm-hmm. part. Number six was Bridget Fonda and Maggie Q. 
you got this one. The character was Nikita. Mm-hmm. Media. Bridget Fonda, Point of No Return. Oh, that, yep. I've heard That's of that movie. That's the one I saw and was like, dang it. Point of yep. No Return, 1993. I've actually heard of that movie. Maggie, yes. Nikita, 2010 to 2013. So it must be a TV show. Must be. Note, both of these horrible remakes are based on the French film La Femme Nikita, 1990. Hence the hint, the French original is better, which we Google translated. Yes. Serendip- he could have went with, see, he could have went with Peter Wilson. He could have. Mm-hmm. Which was actually probably as good as, I, I haven't seen the Maggie Q version. She seems cool, though. I mean, I've liked her in some stuff before. And the, I, I will 100% say that if I watched, or if you went back and watched that Bridget Fonda point of no return now, you'd be like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. But in 1994 or whatever it was, what did it say it came out? 93. Yeah, 93. It was, it was all right because I was, you know, young and, you know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and one more thing he says, serendipitously, Maggie Q's character is named Nikita, while Bridget's mm-hmm. character, based on Nikita, is named Maggie. Oh. So we missed that. Yeah, we definitely missed that. Mm. Uh, number seven, Jane Wyatt and Winona Ryder. Character, Spock's mother, Amanda. Ooh, you kind of got this. Would have never got Amanda. Didn't but you yes. get this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spock's Media, mom. Jane, Star Trek, TOS. 1966 mm-hmm. to 1969. The original series. Oh, that's what that means. Yes. To me, that means thoracic outlet syndrome, but I didn't think that or, was right. In terms of service. Yes. Winona, Star Trek, 2009. Jane mm-hmm. Wyatt was not only Spock's mom in the TOS episode, Journey to Babel. She also played one of the original TV moms on Father Knows Best, 1954 to 1960. Oh. Had no idea that was her name or that was the same person. No, I didn't either. Winona Ryder also played Lydia, the daughter, in Beetlejuice, 1988. Of Lydia, co- that's the name. Uh, there it is with the Lydia. Beetlejuice. Yeah, I, I completely got that off the hint. I think I get partial credit. I mentioned Beetlejuice. I think I get partial credit. Sure, why not? (laughs) Number eight, Ray Liotta and Rob Lowe. Character, Harlan Sand... Oh, my God. Are you (laughs) kidding me? (laughs) We got it. (laughs) We definitely did. We got it because of the Fowler. Absolutely. Harlan Sanders, or is he better known? We had it and let it go is more like it. (laughs) Yeah, better known Kentucky Fried Chicken's Colonel Sanders. Media, Uh Liotta, September 2017. Low April 2017. I have never seen either of them, uh-uh. either of these commercials with them that I know of. He did take it to commercial world with the media. Yeah. yeah. A smaller, fouler production. Uh-huh. That's good. The KFC yeah. Colonel has also been portrayed by 13 different performers, including Vincent Kartheiser, which is Pete mm-hmm. Kart or Kartheiser, Pete from, from Mad Men. I remember yep. him. George Hamilton, Billy Zane, and Reba McIntyre. I remember George Hamilton and Reba McIntyre, but not. Yep. Not Pete from Mad Men. I don't remember him. I, I mainly remember Norm Macdonald and um, Daryl Hammond. Um, I think Daryl Hammond was the Norm first McNa- one. I remember Macdonald. And then Norm Macdonald came in. Um, and then they went nuts from there. And Reba's now the, the newest one, I think. Yeah. Uh, George Hamilton with the spicy chicken. I've seen that oh. one recently. Number nine, Harrison Ford and Alec Baldwin. Uh, yes, you got this character, CIA operative Jack, CIA operative Jack Ryan, based on the Tom mm-hmm. Clancy character. Movies, Harrison played Ryan twice in Patriot Games, which you did not get in Clear and Present Danger, which you did get. 1992 uh-huh. and 94, respectively. Alec mm-hmm. was the first Ryan in Hunt for Red October, 1990. Yep, that, that is a good movie. That is definitely, I could recommend watching that movie. 
Okay. I, well, I'd probably like it. I like those kind of you movies. You would like it. Ryan, you would really like that one. I think you nailed this, although you didn't get the title right. Ryan has been played by, also been played by Chris Pine, again, with the four Chrises before we talked mm-hmm. about the four Chrises, in yep. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit 2014, and forgettably by Ben Affleck in Some of yeah. All Fears 2002. Oh my well, gosh. forgettably to some people. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've never seen that movie. Bob wasn't a fan. Mm. Okay, number 10, you nailed as well. Ron Perlman, Robbie Benson, The Beast. Media, mm-hmm. Ron, Beauty and the Beast, TV, 1987 and 1990, opposite Linda Hamilton. Oh, my God. It was called just Beauty and the Beast? Yes. I thought it had some weird name, but, you know, so I, I didn't, I, okay. And what about Robbie Benson? I had no idea. Robbie what voiced the one? Beast in Disney's Beauty and the Beast, 1991. So he played a really? voice. Yes. So he was, um, that's probably the best rend- like movie or TV rendition of Beauty and the Beast to me. I, the animated, the animated. That's the one, one I've the actually seen. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good movie. Um, can I like just say that you nailed this quiz, quiz, Rob? You should be really impressed. I mean, we all know the savant skills, but this is like he went through. Jason, I mean you. He, I'm talking to you, Jason. <laughs> Who are you talking? to? I'm referring to you, Jason. I'm talking oh, okay. to uh, Bob. Okay. He went through and basically nailed all of the answers, like beyond. No. We, I completely missed number two. I went Shakespeare. I, I, I'm curious I now to know if Orson Welles ever all did. all of them, except for Thomas Crown. Uh, no, I thought we got more than that. I thought you got more than that. <laughs> I got one. I'm curious to know if Orson Welles ever played Shakespeare or if I just am an idiot. Yeah, Welles was an actor in radio and film, a Shakespearean stage actor. There nice. we go. And a magician. What? <laughs> well, you, you were on the right Orson track. Orson Welles was a character. But he also yeah. played Edward Rochester. Yes. I never would have gotten that. No. I never would have either. As you You've know, as you Kane, can tell. Right? You know, I did go back and see Citizen Kane um, uh, on the urging, I believe, of John Fitzpatrick and Brad Weiss. You mm-hmm. must see this movie. And I actually did watch it. I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty boring. And I bet it doesn't hold up, though. Oh no, not not to I mean not to our limited, you know, attention span brains now. And I think um Brad and John will let me know if I'm wrong but if that's not the movie, but I think that's the movie we were talking about. This was a while <laughs> back now. It's it's pretty long. I remember being long. It's the rosebud at the end. He runs a empire like a uh it's uh it's about what's his face? Um I can't think of it. Now I'm going to seem like an idiot. Um. Uh, it's Shad was talking about him last week. Yes, the yeah, actual guy. Um, Hurst. Hurst. Yes. Yeah. That's correct. And, and about the newspaper stuff. And speaking of going long, oh my goodness, that quiz went long. How long was it? I don't know. Probably an hour. Eh. A little less than an hour. Speaking of it tangents, was packed of. Packed with trivia or trivial things, just one or the other. Thank you very much, Bob. Yes, always fun. Yep. Keep them coming. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Were you expecting a robot right here? I know I was. Can't count on them to show up all the time, though. 
I guess I just got to do it myself. At Speak Tangents on Twitter. Speaking of Tangents Podcast at gmail.com for email. Send us some feedback. We may read it. I mean, technically, everything gets read. What I mean is we may read it on the podcast itself. Oh, sorry, I'm a tad late. Well, you are late, but... You got me banged to rights, but it was a late night and the Ros hauled me in for abso-bloody nothing. Oh, it's cool. I mean, better late than never, I guess. Please don't go to spare over me missing my time on the call sheet. Well, I'm not worried about that, but I've already done the feedback bumper, so maybe there's something new in your programming? I've been working on my American accent a bit lately. Oh. Try this one on, and let me know what you think. Sure. I know you lot know your onions when it comes to accents around these parts. Well, I don't know if I'd say... Cough, cough. Um, uh hum. That sounded sarcastic. Why, hello there, fellow human like me that was born in America, just like I obviously was also too. Bro, how are you this awesome day, bro? Um... Jolly good. Isn't it? Well... Well, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Cheers. Do we have any feedback from the past? We do. We do have feedback from the past, mostly about Professor Shad's appearance last week. Awesome. As it should be. He was great. Mm -hmm. He was awesome. So um, I'll read a few of them here. But then, you know, as always, you can head to our Twitter at Speak Tangents. And if you want to read them all and add anything. Uh, But first, let's read the one from Shad himself. And it is, it's a haiku. Nice. Uh, At Shad from D.C. First podcast was great. Second one was super, but the third podcast rocks. Nice. So the third podcast would have been ours. He was on two others prior. Cool. I'd be happy with any of those, you know. Words. Absolutely. Great super mm-hmm. and rocks. Thank you, Shad. That was, that was cool and definitely was a great episode. If you haven't listened to that one, the interview with him last week, definitely check it out. Absolutely. Um, and Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss on, on Shad's appearance, enjoying the conversation. If you think the pharmaceutical industry has an interest in keeping cannabis illegal, you can be sure that for-profit prisons have just as big an interest in a racialized war on drugs. Weed for thought. Great point. Yes, it is a great point. And awful and that that yes. even is something we have to deal with in society. But yes, he's right. Great point and true. Unfortunately. Um, Dr. Garrett Schumann at G-A-R-R-T. Great interview in last week's episode. I very much appreciated the discussion of racism in the current situation with cannabis legalization and in the history of anti-drug laws. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, that it was, was that, interesting. That was probably my favorite part of it was when he was giving us the, uh, the history of uh, why it's been demonized and we talked mm-hmm. and we got into talking about the justice system and stuff. That's yeah, and he Very talked cool. about it being the latent racism in the cannabis industry. I think yes. he used the term latent racism. Um, yeah, very interesting and also sad. Yes, um, so I would say if you're in the area, if you live in the Maryland, D.C. area uh, around Anne Arundel Community College, I know if I was there, I would definitely go take his class. I would sign, yeah. Even if it was just like a one-off, I'd or an just want to yeah. go 
Yeah, audit the class. I would do that. Um, Bob Walsh at Adadiah, the quiz master, the question love. Yes. A great episode. Question um, love? A great app anchored by a terrific interview with Shad. This articulate conversation, which is a deviation from the usual nonsense, is yes. well worth listening to. <laughs> three exclamation marks followed by three exclamation marks, meaning he wrote out three exclamation marks and then punctuated it with three exclamation marks. I you, am you more understand? confused about yeah. that than I am anything he wrote in those quiz questions. <laughs> yes, me too. And I read it. Um, th- Bob, thank you. I, th- I think I think it's a compliment, kind of, maybe. Either way, thank you. <laughs> it's a compliment to Shad, which yes. is, you know, yes. well-deserved. Yeah. Cool Aunt Claire at Cool Aunt Claire. Great interview with Shad from D.C. on the latest Speaking of Tangents episode. I was intrigued by the propaganda history, DuPont, mm-hmm. Hearst, Shad, are there any books you'd recommend on that topic? And Shad did answer her. So cool. for those like Claire who are interested, Shad did recommend the following book here. Let me see. Where, where did I put that? You can find it on Twitter. Oh, here it is. Smoke Signals, A Social History of Marijuana, Medical, Recreational, and Scientific by Marvin Lee. So there you go. It's called Smoke Signals? Smoke Signals, colon. That's right up, that's right up your alley. Uh-huh. Smoke Signals, colon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mark V at home at Mark V at home. Great speaking of tangents podcast with Shad from DC. If the hosts were allowed to do internet research for the podcast, they would have known that Shad was rated as hot <laughs> by his students. And then he Wait a minute, um, what? included a link for rate my professors. Uh, I didn't click on that rate my professor page. I didn't read the reviews. But apparently my professor is that like rating what they look like? No, it's usually. You know, this is a good class. Take it. This is a bad class. Don't take it. That kind of thing. Oh, I was thinking it was like hot or not. Do you remember that website back in the early days of the internet? You mean the early Facebook? Sort of, yeah. Pretty much. No, I don't remember that. But we have talked about that website on this podcast. Yeah, it was terrible. Rate my professors. This came after I was done with college, but I think this is a big thing now. So anyway, somebody must have called Shad hot. Hmm. But I... What I appreciated, it, the way Mark put this, was if the hosts were allowed to do internet, internet research. Allowed? It's more like, we don't care. <laughs> we, yeah. We're too lazy. But he, I think he was, you know, being nice about that by saying yes. you're, you're not allowed to. Instead of, yeah, very, if you guys would ever do we'll any that. research. Yeah. yeah. And then we got two uh, comments on Facebook. Scott Moffat okay. wrote a haiku. Nice. All of the comments. Should be written in haiku. Yes, Shad would approve. Mm. And David cool. Wild, wait, he wasn't on the 420 pod? <laughs> Four we didn't want to be marks. on the nose. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, thank you uh, for your comments. I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed, that people enjoyed Shad. I know I did. It was very interesting. Yes. We now, wanted to get, you know, we wanted the 421 to get your appetite up so that and then. That's we, right. For, for Ooh. the main course of Shad coming up. What a good segue. Now we're going to talk about food. <laughs> I, who could have ever imagined that? Yes. Uh, uh, back to Bob Walsh. He's been active on the Twitter this week. Had He, he sent a picture um, and he said, Had we seen pina colada Oreos yet? Found them at Wegmans right next to the cherry cola variety. And Even Rupert Holmes would not approve of those. What, the... Pina colada. Pina I see the colada one that sings Oreos. the song. 
Yes. Okay. But the biggest question I have about this tweet is about the picture he, he included. So he takes a picture of someone holding up the two Oreo flavors side by side. Mm-hmm. Uh, her face isn't shown, so it's just her holding them, no face. And I'm, I'm wondering, is this she who must not be obeyed that he's doing this? Or maybe she who must not be shown? <laughs> or or just a was. random person in the grocery store, Bob, said, hey, can you hold these up for me while I take this picture? That is the best answer. But I, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Hold up this hold up this thing of pina colada and cherry cola Oreos. I'm going to take a picture of you with holding them. I yes. won't get your face in there. Yeah. But we have heard I, of pina I, coladas. I, I've only, we have? Yes. I mentioned okay, I all of remember. these create your own Oreo flavor finalists, final flavors uh, okay. a while back. And I, from that, I, I assumed in that picture that I, I only looked at it once, but I assumed that was his daughter. I don't remember. Exactly. I have no idea. There's no face. Okay. I'd like to know. Inquiring minds. But also, are we going to sleep on the... Fl- yeah. Are we going to sleep on the fact that pe- it's, these are pina colada thins? Thins. Who wants an Oreo thin? No. I, I don't understand that either. I agree. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm not into any of that. And pina coladas, pina colada Oreos, Oreo thins, none of that. No. Just give and- me straight Oreos and bourbon. Not together, though. Yeah, of course. Why not? Oreos with bourbon? Sure. Why not? Okay. And then a glass of milk and then a glass of Coke after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's your orange juice? Well, the bourbon is the acidic part of that. It's the burning part of that. Oh, it replaces okay. the orange juice in that equation. Now, Jeff Towery at J.R. Towery responded to Bob Walsh. Vomit emoji. <laughs> <laughs> repeat infinite loop <laughs> what, re, re, say his name again because he, he needs to he needs to be called out again because he needs to be praised for that <laughs> jeff towery yes i'm with jeff and then someone by the name of eden fullwell responded oh i saw well. this i at, saw this at eden fullwell have you tried my cherio <laughs> cherio <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried my cherry cola Oreos yet? Hashtag cherry cola Oreo creator. Hashtag cherry cola Oreos FTW, which is for the win. Mm. So my first question is, do we believe this? I do. And there were a bunch of emojis that I'm not even going to try to read. One looks like Mm -hmm. a rocket ship. Um. Yeah, I do. I believe that this is the creator of that, and this person wants you to vote for hers. Hmm. Well, I... We're, no. one, we're one step closer here to a sponsorship. If, you know, we got the Cherry Cola creator tweeting at us. Isn't this just like a regular person who submitted, hey, put yes. Cherry Coke yes. in with these? Yes. yes. Then okay. Then no. We're not, we're, not, we're not one step closer to anything but, you know, nonsense. And we're already there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm not going to try these cherry cola Oreos unless someone puts them right in front of me. I will try them. them. Like Shad said, I don't, I'm not above trying them. I I will try them, but I might not like them. No. No. Okay. I'm not trying those. I'm not trying the pina colada ones. No. No. Do, Do we have anything else this week? Do we have any Amazon reviews? Uh, no, but we do have something that is similar to an Amazon review. Well, at Ooh, least the goody. comments that people leave on Amazon reviews. Okay. Uh, 
Jason's wife sent this to me this week, and I thought it was funny, and it kind of fit into Amazon reviews, so I wanted to read it. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of the Nextdoor app or website? No, I haven't. What okay. is that? It's it's an app that you get that you connect and you type in. I think it's your zip code. She has it for like special things or like emergency things that happen in our neighborhood. Okay. And it's like sort of like a message board kind of app thing where if you live in a certain neighborhood, you can post stuff. I think you can do it anonymously if you want. And it's like, hey, I have this for sale. And, you know, you can put your name or whatever. But if it's oh. like, hey, you know, there's there's a, you know, stray dog roaming the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Is this anybody's mm-hmm. dog? Or, you know, my house was robbed. You know, this is what we're going. It's just so you kind of keep informed what's going on in your general neighborhood area. Because okay. when you have like right. two, three, four hundred houses in the neighborhood, not only can you not know all the neighbors, you don't know, you know, a tenth of actually what's going on. And it's, it's basically, you know, gossip dot com is kind of what we're talking <laughs> right. about right. combined with actual useful information okay so jason's wife has it has the app for our neighborhood just to kind of keep up you make sure there's nothing crazy going on that we need to know about mm-hmm. um and, but there's a twitter account um that's associated with this it's called the best of next door app oh okay uh, and it pulls some of the like more ridiculous things that have been posted on this uh and i just want to read one that i thought was really funny uh, I knocked on the door. It starts out in the middle. So it's, it's a, there's a noise complaint. Somebody's been playing music and they're trying to get their neighbors to stop. So this is the neighbor that is trying to get the neighbors, the other neighbor to turn the music off or down. I knocked on the door, but no answer. And the mail is piling up. Newspapers piling up. So I have the feeling they're out of town and maybe left sweet child of mine playing and forgot to turn it off. My cop friend says they can't do anything without probable cause except write a noise violation if it's after 10 and stick it on the door. It wouldn't be so bad if it was at least the full album Appetite for Destruction on repeat. (laughs) But after three days, the opening riff of Sweet Child of Mine gets really repetitive. The solo is great, though. Even after three days, I get into the solo every time. Which so it turned into a review for appetite to destruction for destruction. It turned into a review for the solo for Sweet Child of Mine. I just love that they actually thought they had to put in there. You know, after three days of listening to this nonstop, the riff really drives me. It's driving me crazy. I'm going to call the police. But that solo's sweet. But I still like the solo. I'm still into the solo every time. (laughs) Which agreed, one of the all-time great solos in great solo. And I do like I like the riff a lot too. But imagine hearing that. Yeah, it goes back Non-stop to our earworm discussion. For 72 hours in a row, you pro- I'd still probably get into the solo every yeah, time. Yeah, and they need to get into that house because that usually doesn't end well. No, that, that doesn't sound good. That was, uh, that's all the information we have on that. I don't know where that person was from or anything. So um, hopefully okay. that worked out. Hopefully. That's funny. <laughs> I don't do like the opening anything? riff, but I do like the solo. Well, the riff is good, but imagine hearing it, you know, 72 hours in a row. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing about that solo, though. So it's just personal preference. No. (laughs) No. No. All right. That's objective fact right there. (laughs) Okay. Do you have anything else this week? Well, yeah, we haven't given our official, speaking of tangent, royal wedding preview yet. Well, that's why I asked. (laughs) Here, here, the the preview is um, the royal wedding wedding has happened by now, right? I don't think so. I think it's. I don't weekend. even know. <laughs> I think it's. By tomorrow. the time you hear this, it may have happened. Yeah, there's going to be a wedding. That's well, they're it. six hours or seven hours ahead, so I mean, hey, it's probably already happened. It's in the future for us, regardless. That's right. Yep. Yeah. 
time. What's your preview it's of it? Awesome. I, 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 it's awesome. Time. That's your review of time. Yeah. My preview oh, cool. is, you know, if there's going to be a wedding, you can watch it if you want to get up and watch it. That's it. The end. Why does anybody care about this stuff? Um, I think because people like to see what people are going to wear. Sometimes they like to see how things are decorated. I'm not getting up for this. Is Melissa Rivers going to be commentating on this thing? Who knows? I did see a, um, a promo for, for HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon. Pretending oh, yeah, doing their fake, their fake commentary fake coverage, people. which I would be interested That's in that. That's funny. Yeah. Yes. But see, I'm not interested enough in watch, actually watching this wedding to even watch a joke, like mockumentary of it. No, no. Like I, if Christopher Guest and, you know, all those people came out, Parker Posey, um, they did like a best in show version of a royal wedding. Yeah, I think that would be funny. That would be funny. But not, not the actual thing ever. No. If, if it's on, I might glance at it, but I'm not, it's not appointment viewing for me. I don't care about it, really. Listen, I know an actual British person that I asked yesterday, and she said, no, I don't care anything about that. See, that's what I was wondering. Is do from people, England. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Do people from England really get that excited? I suppose it's like anything, anywhere. Some people think it's awesome. Other people could care less. And just because, you know, you're looking, you think that everybody in England cares about the royal family. They don't. No. They probably care less than, some pe- than most of the people in America. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and here's, the, here's, here's the thing. It's like the people that are into this, I could be completely wrong, but I think the people who are into this royal wedding stuff are also the same, mo- mostly the same group of people who like watch the Kardashians and keep up with them. Oh, I don't know. I think yeah, it's the same. It's this spectacle. is more of a casual. I don't think just because you're going to peek at the wedding. You might be interested in the Kardashians. I didn't say peak. I said the people who are going to get up at 3 a.m. Oh, or whatever oh. it is to watch well, this Well, maybe. Thing. Maybe. I have no idea on that. I have no handle on that. But you I, might be I'm right. Not, I'm not getting up at 3 a.m. to go and people to hand me, you know, straight cash on me. I'm certainly not getting up to watch a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm I'd not be hard-pressed to get up for my own wedding at 3 a.m. Because <laughs> I'd well, be like, no, this is stupid. What are we doing? Yeah. You just say... You you would not be dumb enough to put a wedding at 3 a.m. for your own wedding. Well, I mean, it's like, what, 9 a.m. to them? 10 a.m.? Who's yeah. getting married in the Who's morning? Who's getting married in the morning? I don't know. It must yeah. be tradition. The same thing with, wasn't it the same thing with William and, and uh, Kate's wedding? I think it was a no 3 a.m. type of deal, too. No what idea. are we doing? Well, All right, we got to go. No more royal wedding talk. I didn't know. Who, who brought it up? <laughs> That's I, I brought it up. Ex- I brought it up, expecting you honestly to say, um, "No, that's the end of this podcast." That's the end of this podcast. Okay. Bye. Bye. Speaking of tangents, is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse, hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead, created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse, music written and performed by Jason Fuse, lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Oh, and speaking of that Ray Liotta and Whoopi Goldberg movie I was talking about earlier, I allowed myself to look this up. And the movie was called Karina Karina, and it was in 1994. And Karina Karina always makes me think of the song 
called Kareen Karina by Merle Haggard, who has also passed away, like Bill Paxton. Oh, and speaking of Bill Paxton, I mentioned earlier that he starred in the series Big Love. Well, that series also starred Matt Ross, who now plays Gavin Bilson in Silicon Valley, which is one of the best TV shows around anywhere right now. Where was I? Oh yeah, Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bro, it's a wedding. Bye-bye.